Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, everybody, into the Hump Day Hotline. Hump Day on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, officially brought to you by Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. I am uh, one of the hosts of this here show. And uh, as you can see, my co host, has not yet joined me, um, and uh, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a special guest uh, host tonight for this show, who's gonna be joining us here in just a moment. Uh, but before my man arrives, uh, just wanted to kind of just just chat with you guys real quick, just about what's been going on as far as what the Bills released today from a uh, from a uh, injury report standpoint. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do is we're looking forward to, to the to the to the Commanders game. I'm going to do the commander's uh, injury report first. Um, actually, you know what I forgot? Because I'm, I'm sideways because I don't have anybody with me. I, I forgot to welcome everybody. Welcome everybody into the show. Those of you that are in the chat currently, Sarah Lawson's in the chat. B's in the chat. Uh, who else? Xavier Stutz is in the chat. David Reed's in the chat. My mom is in the chat. Richard Rush. Did I say Richard Rush already? I don't even know. Uh, welcome everybody that has uh, jumped into the chat. Welcome to the show. Appreciate all of you being a part of the show. Uh, Tracy Victor is in the room. Uh, real quick, this is the recording of a podcast. Uh, so those of you that are listening online as a pod in podcast form uh, in the coming days, uh, Victory Thursday or Victory Friday, uh, just want you to know that we would love to have you. If there's ever a time that you're available and able to catch us live on YouTube, it'd be great to have you join us. But for now, we're going to hang with the, the, the folks in the room. Steve Salter, welcome to the show. Uh, but uh, with that, we are Super Chat Live. If you want to get my attention, if you want to uh, ask me a question, if you've got a comment, please throw a Super Chat in there. Um, also, please hump that like, as we like to say here on Hump Day, uh, on the Hump Day Hotline. Hump that like for me and for Jay Spence the King. But uh, now I'm going to transition back over. Before my co-host arrives... I want to talk just I'm going to jump ahead before we talk about this last week's game. And I want to jump ahead to just the injury report. Now, the Washington commanders injury report this week is pretty much benign. 
the the two major names on it logan thomas had a bad concussion he did not participate in practice on wednesday uh i would not expect to see him play this weekend but there's a good chance you never know he possibly could and then the only other real name on here that is is important to us bills fans would be brian robinson jr the running back and uh, Brian was a full participant with a hip injury uh, on Wednesday, so I would expect it to see him play. Now, on the Bills side, this is where, where things get a little bit, a little more hairy, if you will, a little more scary. So the Bills, uh, th- this uh, injury report injury report uh, filled up kind of kind of quick. <laughs> and uh, other than Dawson Knox, who I didn't even realize was injured, uh, is completely full of defensive starters. So linebacker Terrell Bernard is on this list with a knee and quad injury. He was limited. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Terrell Bernard on the show. Uh, Being limited, I would probably expect him to play this weekend. Leonard Floyd, the defensive end, has an ankle injury. We know he went out of the game with an ankle. He did not participate. However, he spoke to the media today, I believe, and told them that he was going to play. Now, Leonard Floyd comes from the school of Von Miller. So how much Leonard Floyd says to us or tells us uh, that we can take to be the truth or gospel, I don't know. There's a good chance that maybe he won't play. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. And I just go back to the amount of times that Jay Spencer King has, has reminded us that Vaughn Miller has lied to him. <laughs> and not necessarily to him in particular, but Vaughn Miller has lied to all of us. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Leonard Floyd, hopefully we're going to get him in. He has been uh, He's been a difference maker on this defense for the last couple of weeks. He is uh he's been a great signing. Micah Hyde, we know, left the game. Uh, he is on this list with a hamstring. We saw him in some of the videos from the beat reporters. He did not participate. He had a wrap on his leg. Dawson Knox is on this list with a back injury. He also did not participate. And then Jordan Phillips with just an illness. He did not participate. Uh, barring the, the chance that it's COVID, I would probably expect him to play. So hopefully he's just got a little bit of a flu bug food poisoning, something just that's more of an annoyance rather than uh, game determining. But Leonard, uh, Terrell Bernard, rather, Leonard Floyd, Micah Hyde, Dawson Knox, Jordan Phillips, all on the injury report. Four of them did not participate. One was limited. We're going to have to wait to see Thursday and Friday how this shakes out and what the rest of the week looks like. But uh, when you think about just that injury report and where it puts us, um, specifically on the defensive side, we've seen this staff, right? We've seen this staff in the past basically strategically roll that injury report based on the teams that they were playing. So holding guys out, holding out Matt Milano last year, holding out uh, Tremaine Edmonds last year in certain games and certain times, I think there were some corners that they also held out and were basically like, look, we're going to give you an extra week to, 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 to heal up, to get better. Um, and I don't know that it overly hurt the bills last year. Um, I think there was one game and I can't remember which one it was. It might've been the dolphins game where they rested some guys that didn't necessarily need to rest. And not that it would have completely made a difference. Obviously there were six huge mistakes in that game. Any one of which gone the right way, the bills would have won particularly three botched snaps between uh, uh, Josh Allen and uh, Van Roten, right? That was the center that was playing at the time who, uh, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, um, Ed Oliver ate his lunch. He's, he's, he's the starting guard for the, for the Raiders now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the bills play this uh, injury report. There's guys on that list, in my opinion, that potentially, you know, if you gave them a week off against this football team, the commanders who are not a very good football team. Yes, they have been winning Sam Howell 
Uh, we're going to talk about Sam as well. Literally has been playing lights out. I liked this kid in preseason. I liked what I saw from him last year. He's got a bit of surprise to him, much like Brock Purdy. So when you look at who they're playing on paper, the commanders coming into the season didn't seem like a scary team. Right now, the commanders are playing pretty well, right? And they've they've won a couple games. So it puts you in a situation as a fan and probably as a staff of how much can we afford to potentially sit a guy, sit two guys, sit three of these guys, let guys heal up and rest. Now, Terrell Bernard, what is the drop-off between Terrell Bernard, right, uh, Terrell Dotson, or is this a week we see Christian Kirksey if Terrell Bernard can't go? Um, when you're looking at Micah Hyde, right? Who's behind Micah Hyde? Well, clearly, uh, uh, Rap is Taylor Rap is is the first safety behind Micah Hyde, um, and then you got to figure Demar Hamlin would probably be active as well. Am I okay with Micah Hyde possibly getting an extra week to prepare for the Dolphins the week after coming to Buffalo with right Jalen Waddle, who did get injured this weekend, but to rekill in the way that two is playing, probably. I'm probably more okay sitting Hyde in this football game than I am Terrell Bernard if Terrell Bernard is the starting Mike linebacker and he's the guy we think he is. But then again, the wild card, the ace in this whole situation is Christian Kirksey, which we obviously don't know about. Now, when it comes to Dawson Knox, right, you've got Quentin Morris on this football team. I don't think Dawson Knox is necessarily going to not play in this football game. We'll see. Coming off the edge, Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd to me is, I'm going to say, a must. We've got to have Leonard Floyd. Uh, when you look at this pass rush, when you look at the the energy that they have, when you look at the ability to penetrate, when you look at the ability to get there with four, um, when when Vaughn Miller went down last year, right? We all know what happened. Effectively, that that pass that pass rush basically vanished. Uh, and, and, and the fear that I have going into this game without Leonard Floyd, who's kind of brought some juice to that pass rush is that the same thing might happen. Now, the question is, is what are the bills going to do? Are they going to choose to stop Sam Howell? Are they going to choose to stop the run this past weekend against the Raiders? We saw the bills elect to stop the Raiders or stop the run. They basically shut Josh Jacobs down completely and said, you know what, Jimmy G take your Devonte Adams, take your Hunter Renfro. And let's see what you can do and see if you can beat us without Josh Jacobs. Now, that's probably what the game plan I would think would be this week again as well, even though Terry McLaurin is a weapon, uh, an incredible weapon. But it, it remains to be seen. But we'll, we'll see what happens. So John Roberts says that he heard uh, Dawson Knox, that it's just precautionary. I would say that I probably agree with that because I don't remember hearing about him being injured after the game. There hasn't been a lot of news or anything like that since then. So if that is precautionary, it would be obviously uh, better <laughs> if they're just giving him kind of a vet rest day. Although I would probably prefer it said that. That would make me feel a little better about the situation. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> Steve Salter <laughs> said that Ed ate his lunch, Van Roten, and kissed his girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know if it went that far. Unless his girlfriend, never mind. I'm <laughs> Never mind. Oh, look at this. Anthony Foti. I think I said that right. Foti, Auntie Foti, uh, listening from Australia. Let's go, Buffalo. Anthony, great to have you on the show. What time is it in Australia right now? Is it eight o'clock in the morning? What are you, 12 hours? 
14 hours ahead of us, 10 hours. I don't even know. I'm not that good with geography. Uh, but uh, as uh, John Robert said, the, the the commanders definitely have a better defense than the Raiders did. Uh, it's going to be interesting. We're, we're going to talk about that here in just a couple of minutes as well. As my man shows up just in time. I was running. I was like, I'm like, I'm at the dot, 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 <laughs> dot, 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 dot. Oh, man. Yeah. No. See. Wait, wait, wait. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. Sterling Furrow, host of Intentional Grounding. That's right. That's right. Clap, 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 clap it up. So we're talking about the injury report. We're talking about, um, I was just basically talking effectively who of these guys can we miss, right? Cause we've seen the Buffalo Bills staff in the past, literally, uh, sit guys precautionarily, right? We saw it kind of in that Dolphins game last year and a couple games last year, they sat Tremaine one game, just kind of precaution. He could have played, he, they could have forced him in the lineup if they wanted to, but they didn't. Um, yep. And where that kind of puts us. So Terrell Bernard, I don't know if you've seen the list. I'll show it to you one more time, and then we'll move on to the Jets game. This is the list, though. Terrell Bernard, limited. You got to expect him to play. And if he doesn't, Christian Kirksey, I would think, would be the guy, right? Uh, Leonard Floyd today said that he was going to play. But I don't know if you heard this, but, you know, who knows if he comes from the school of Von Miller, which is basically just he lies to everybody. Like, you know, he lies to the media. <laughs> <laughs> Micah Hyde oh, is a guy man. that would tailor rap. I feel like we could possibly do without Micah. I almost would probably prefer to let that hamstring heal up. And we'll see you in two weeks, Micah. Uh, Dawson Knox, uh, it was just reported uh, in the comments section that his back is precautionary. And then Jordan Phillips was sick. So thoughts on any of that? No. Terrell Bernard will be fine. The fact that he was a limited participant is a good indicator that he'll play. Um, you know, you look at guys like Leonard Floyd. Um, I think he plays. Um, I think this is a game that they need him to play. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. he said that he'd play. Now, yeah, I mean, it's 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 hilarious because if he's uh, the Von Miller school of uh, injury <laughs> magic and free agency, he's going to play and have eight sacks. Right. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things where um, I think he suits up, man. The fact that, you know, he was on the sideline. He didn't go to the trainer's tent uh, during the game. He, he he walked off on his own two feet, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So I think he'll be fine. Jordan Phillips, the sickness, I mean, how, what you got? You know, what kind of sickness does he have? You That's got, what I said. I was like, get, you got COVID, COVID you, you, get, you got the flu. You, food poisoning. You, Is it food poisoning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sarah just said line the game will be tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern instead of tonight. So we got a little time if we want to chop it up here. Um, we, well, I've got topics. Speaking of Terrell Bernard, one of those topics is, you know, he played very well in that game against the Raiders. And I am, admittedly, and I have not yet filled out an apology letter yet, I am admittedly the guy that said on my show, and it became a real uh, Trish Patel, my social, uh, Savage Trish, made, who is my social media manager for overreaction, made a reel of me basically saying there is no starting quality middle linebacker on this football team. Now, then they went and got Christian Kirksey, which to me was like, stamp, Joe is right, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You don't go get that guy unless you're in the same school of thought that I'm at. However, in the last two weeks, Christian Kirksey hasn't even been called up. He's still in the practice squad. With that, Terrell Bernard played well this past weekend. He had an interception. Uh, he actually played pretty well. I think he graded out pretty well against the Jets as well, which you can probably speak to. But when you look to Terrell Bernard, he's going to get big boyed, Jerry yep. Ostrowski term, because he's small. This defense is gonna, has the potential to be big boyed if the, if the lineup front doesn't do its job. But what are our thoughts right now on his play as, a middle, as the Mike linebacker? For me, I see growth there. I see potential there. I guess the question is, 
when you talk about it, the question for me is, is it sustainable? Are the bill, do the bills feel like they're onto something going smaller in that back seven, right? If that makes sense. Like, oh, we, we've figured something out. We're going to go smaller. Defenses, I think, I think you've said before that defenses are getting smaller. Like they're actually not a bunch of big dudes like they used to be maybe 10 years ago. But what are your thoughts on how Terrell Bernard has been playing? Uh, he's been playing really good. Uh, just like you, I, I, I was one that said, hey, the Bills got a problem middle linebacker. Been saying it all summer long, right? But when the defensive line is playing as well as they are, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a guy that's going to beat blocks from an offensive lineman as much, right? You can have a guy go in pursuit mode and go find the ball, go, you know, go go tackle the running back, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's one of the things that, like, you know, that makes me happy about Terrell Bernard is that like he's instinctual. We knew that coming out of Baylor that he was an instinctual guy. Unlike Terrell Dotson. Right. Like, like, you know, uh, Terrell Bernard was a a guy that he can blitz the passer from like a B a or B gap. Like he's one of those guys that can shoot gaps, get skinny, get in there and and make a play. Um, But the thing with him was, is he more of a see ball, get ball kind of guy where as in like plays need to develop in front of him before him to start having reactionary instincts. Mm. But um, we're seeing that, you know, because I think because of the defensive line play in front of him has improved, it's, it's allowed him to be clean where he can just go make plays, right? Him and Milano are, are playing really, really, really well right now. So in terms of coverage, we haven't seen him be tested that much. Um, and I think that's going to come, but I, he, we knew that he's better in coverage mm-hmm. than he is in, in pursuit of the run. So learning the defense, getting everybody lined up, knowing where he's supposed to be and what his responsibilities are um, kind of makes you miss Tremaine Edmonds, like not miss him as much. Yes. Right. So I, I think he's playing well. And that that is a surprise. Like that's one of those things where you look at other teams and you're like, oh, man, like we, you know, we thought this one thing coming into the season mm-hmm. and now like uh, Jordan Addison. You know, like he's balling, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, well, he's a third, fourth wide receiver coming off the board, or, or talent wise, and and it's not looking like that. You know, have you when's, have you heard of Quentin Johnson this year? Like he hadn't done nothing. So, yeah, we could be wrong. I think coaching scheme, all that stuff matters. I think kind of uh, goes to the point that you and I were talking about uh, maybe uh, a week or so ago about the perfect, the idea of perfection from mm-hmm. Sean McDermott to his players, that communication where he does, you know, guys can't make mistakes in games and stuff like that. I think that's one mm-hmm. of the things why Kyrie Elam hasn't seen the field, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with Terrell Bernard so far. Yeah, me too. Kyrie Elam. That's a head scratcher. I, uh, deviation a little bit just from kind of the topics that I've got up. It's, it's, I, first of all, I don't give a, a rat's rear end about the embarrassment of Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else. 
and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We have a first-round draft pick who's sitting on the bench, and they're playing the fifth or sixth-round corner that they drafted. If the fifth or sixth-round guy's better, play him, right? Like, I don't care about that at all. It's odd to me. But it's also odd to me that they went out and they drafted a guy that doesn't fit their system at all. And I know you and I talked a lot about a little bit about this last week too. I know that there was an expectation that he would maybe get it. He'd come around. Right. But this isn't his game. He plays man. He plays man press man coverage. We knew it. And we all got excited. Hey, a press man, dude, the freak I, where we, you were sitting on the, on the bill side of the stadium, right? Yeah. Where I was sitting, it was literally right below me. So I could see the whole thing. Cause I'm on the 30 yard line visitor side. The Raiders are backed up to their one-yard line. It's uh, first down from the one. Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback, and their wide receiver is Devontae Adams. Tredavious White is is in. He's like right underneath me with Devontae Adams. He's pressed up on him. He's a yard away from him. Down, blue 42, whatever. Just before the snap, Tredavious White drops off seven yards. The ball is snapped. He drops off another four. Devontae Adams runs seven yards, curls out. It wasn't a first down, but it gave them all the breathing room that they need. Now, <clears throat> what got missed in that is he absolutely dirted the ball. He he grounded the ball in the end zone on third down. But my point is, at some point in time, you've got to press a guy, right? And that point in time is probably going to be next week against the Dolphins, which maybe we'll talk about that real quick too. I just it's it's hard for me to believe that you can't make this guy fit the system. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's. It doesn't make me happy. The Bills are playing 90% uh, zone coverage right now. 90% of their snaps are, are, are zone looks. That's a lot. Um, I, B, I think he's making fun of me. Not a rat for your end. <laughs> this is the family show, B. It's the family <laughs> show. You know, you know, I do think, though, that with that 90% of playing zone and pass coverage, I think that comes back to McDermott. And, like, he ha- he wants to feel comfortable that he can trust his guys, you know? Um, you heard them in the press conference. I don't know if you heard, but Trey is not back fully yet. Yeah, he still has it. He, he's still kind of. You, you can see it. You can see. Yeah, it. he's still kind of coming along. So I think you know it's one of those things where maybe it's like okay, maybe mid season or toward the end of the season, you might see some more man looks. Mm-hmm. But um, just from you know an observer's eye, you know, at the game on Sunday, Devontae Adams cooked them on a couple routes. Oh yeah, and I think a better quarterback would oh, really, yeah. really put to light uh, where Trey is in terms of his development and how he's faring back from injury. So, um, you know, Terrell Bernard, I'm not Terrell Bernard, but the other guy. <laughs> your Elam? <laughs> not that guy. Uh, the other cornerback. Uh, oh, Christian Benford? Christian Benford. I don't know why. You know, when you Dude, get 40, I, you know, you just start forgetting wait stuff. Till wait, till you're 50. <laughs> wait till you're 50. You know, Um this 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 hot take will get you know people. Why do you mean? But I think he's the best cornerback on the team right now. Uh, I think he is too. Um, I think he's your best corner right now. Although, and this is what this is what kills me. And I may have said this on the phone with you. I, I'm getting lost in some of my conversations between last week, right? The I show know, it all blurs together. Saturday, the the extra pod that Sarah was at. 
Um, yeah, so it's it's the whole pressing press man versus zone against the Dolphins. It's like you, you don't want to press them. You want to play zone. And then they go out there and they freaking eat up the zone with slants, quick slants, stuff over the middle, right? They, they run basically the same play 80% of the time, and then they run an out on you, and it's wide open because you're expecting the slant, which you can't stop. Anyway, hang on a second. And it, and it turns into this whole thing, and I think I've heard you say it before on shows with me or just shows in general, like, well, God forbid you you, you go to – I've heard Fina say, God forbid you go to put hands on Tyreek Hill and you miss him and he gets by you. He's getting by you anyway. What does it matter? Yeah. Like you're you're seven yards off, he's still getting by you. So walk up to the line and put him on his butt, Keister. <laughs> I mean, you could there's a five yard chuck rule. If the ball's not in the air, check him, right? Yeah, yeah. See, the thing is with the Dolphins' offense, though, they're putting Tyreek Hill in motion a ton. Mm-hmm. So you're not even if you're playing man, you're not with him in motion. You're not going to be able to to put hands on him like that. Um, and that's one of the great designs. Um, you know, that, that they're using in their offense. So they're, you're going to have to mix it up. They put him in motion, but it's not, a, it's not a ton. He, he, it's he, a lot of motion. It, it, I wish I had the numbers with me. If I, if I knew we we're going to talk about we're off the script. dolphins, we're off script, but, it is, but. <laughs> but I, I would have those numbers ready, but the, they're putting him in motion a lot and uh zone or man, he's going to, I mean, he's going to eat it regardless. He is going to get by you. So for sure. You can cover you can cover the dolphins in zone. It just uh, it, here's what it comes down to. Are you disciplined enough to feel comfortable in your in your zone responsibilities where you can pass that receiver to the next guy in the zone? That that's what it comes down to. It seems like no team can. I don't know about that. They haven't really played anybody last year i'm talking about they, they run the same they run that that post right that they run that slam yeah. all the time all the freaking time yeah and the ball and the ball comes out before the receiver breaks every time yeah i mean no it's their their offense is efficient but it was like this last year it's nothing it new they were explosive last year um the bills beat them regardless if Tua played or not the bills beat them the bills beat them in the playoffs with tyreek hill Jalen waddle so right, right. you know here, here's 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 where it really comes to fruition, though. The Bills have the linebackers in those zones. Mm-hmm. It was underneath. They could take that stuff away. Terrell Bernard, Matt Milano are great in coverage. So they, they, they have an advantage that a lot of teams don't have, right? You have a six foot seven Greg Rousseau on the outside that, that can get his hands up. Jordan Phillips, I've seen get his hands on balls. Pause. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a family show, Sterles. That's right. So, I mean, am I worried about the game? Yeah, but I think the Bills will win. The Bills will win. And you know why they're going to win? Why? Number four, James Cook, baby. James Cook is a freaking weapon. He's a weapon. He is a weapon. Uh, the best thing that I love about James Cook being a weapon is the fact that, like, it was parroted and chirped so much. Second round draft pick and his contact balance isn't good. And it's like, you how do you know for me? But it's like, how do you know? Like the scout said his contact balance isn't good. Every time he got hit, it was a glancing blow when he was at full speed, 13 yards down the field. It's like, yeah, if you get hit like that, you're probably going to trip. He was never really in the, um, the mess of a pile in college. He only touched the ball for what more than 12 times twice. In his college right, career, right? right? right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you know his contact? So to see him take blows and take, you know, like and take hits and like bounce out of him, 
I, I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, like when you evaluate talent, just because you don't see a guy do it doesn't mean he can't do it. Like, right, like sure. they said, DK Metcalf can't run a full route tree. Right, right. Right, but oh, he can. <laughs> he, he can He can chuck people, too, after the yeah. play. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, so you, you got to, you know, take that stuff with a grain of salt. Just because he's not as, you know, thick in his lower half like his brother is doesn't mean he can't do it. Now, he he's not going to be he's 10 pounds lighter and an inch taller. He's not like. But that, Dalvin, that matters. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook isn't built like Barry Sanders. But his legs are, are, are they're thicker a, than. A little thicker. The thicker. <laughs> I mean, I mean J- James Cook is not as fast, but he has, he has a Chris Johnson look to him, right? Ooh, I don't, because they got dreads or what? Because they're skinny. I wouldn't say that. I, man, I think he's Chris, a little Chris bit. Chris Johnson he, is like he's, he's super taller, fast. I said he's not as fast. He was He's taller than Chris Johnson, but they're both yeah. thin. They're both yeah, skinny. Yeah, they're, they're, they're both thinner backs. He he, he looks like he he looks like uh, Jamal Jamal Charles. All right, I'd take that for sure. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. Daryl Fletcher said that was false, Joe. I stood when he got drafted. His contact balance in college was going to be fine. I'm talking about media guys, so I'm talking about guys that do draft study and like if you look up Joe Marino's, I think draft uh, summary on him, he said that his contact balance wasn't good. There's just a lot of people that are like, oh, his contact balance isn't great, and it's like, uh, how do we know that? So, anyway, so. Surprise of surprises is the fact that Josh Allen currently leads all NFL quarterbacks in completion percentage. Now I know that it's week two, but he is leading the league at 76.9%. Now we know as Bills fans that Josh Allen has the ability to be very efficient when it comes to passing the football and his completions. He just at times, as he said today in his presser, chooses right to hold the football, to kind of not be patient, to force things. And he said that today. They asked him, they asked him, you know, what he attributes it to. The first thing he said was, well, just being smarter with the football. And I was like, did you forget about last week already? The Jets came. (laughs) I know it was three passes, but still, they were just not smart plays. They were caught, but they just weren't smart plays. Um, But then he did say, open up and say, you know, a big part of it is that the ball's coming out faster. I'm making my reads and my decisions quicker. And I'm kind of sticking. I'm inferring now. I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth, sticking with my read and going and putting the ball where it needs to go versus, and he didn't say this, dropping back, hanging around, running out, waiting for the big play to open up so that he can put the ball in danger, throw it someplace that's a low percentage right. completion. So I guess the question is, is is this something that we feel like, Josh, is it is it sustainable? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Josh also doesn't have an elbow injury that kind of limited his ability to throw yeah, the ball short. That even short? It limited him throwing short? Throwing it short? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yep. Yeah. Because the Vikings it's game. A UCL, it's a UCL tear, right? So it definitely, when you're throwing short, it changes your the angle in which you can release the ball. So, like, it's, it, which is kind of weird to say this, but like when he throws long, mm-hmm. it's less pain. Right. Right. I, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I play basketball, right? They play basketball in college, whatever. And, I got shooter's elbow and I could shoot from distance, but shooting, you know, mid range hurt more than it did shooting, you know, because you're using more of the muscle, right. To take kind of take over and and the way those ligaments kind of, kind of work out. So, um, yeah, man, Josh is, it's sustainable because, you know, this is why it's sustainable because you have Dalton Kincaid, 
who's a real he's a good route runner. Very. And you have Dalvin Cook out of the backfield that you have to account for. So what it's going to do having those two players simply on the field is going to widen those pass lanes because those linebackers, or if you match them up with a safety, they're they're going to have to to be accounted for. Whereas last year you didn't really have a guy that could really take care of things over the middle in the short range because you know Gabe Davis, they they deployed him out long and mm-hmm. and his route running says that he's better running routes down the field. So you got Gabe who's slightly better i would say out of two games from what i've watched in all 22 he's slightly better running the short intermediate routes which we really haven't seen him catch uh much there because the first game he only had two catches this past game what he had five or six catches or whatever like six catches uh for 92 yards is what he had in the touchdown something um, like that i thought it was seven but it might be six you might be right yeah yeah so either way so i think having those guys in the offense dalton Kincaid. They're they're clearing the pass lanes for Josh Allen. Extra ninety two in a touch. Yeah. Yeah. So and then you, I got to give Ken Dorsey some credit too. Um, I think that was one of the points of emphasis this past offseason was how do we get Josh Allen some easy button throws? Because what they saw in the playoffs against Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow ate him up with those easy access short throws. We're just gonna keep going down the field, mm-hmm. and when we get in the mm-hmm. you know by the thirty, the twenty, we'll take a shot to the end zone and we'll get you. So. That's the game that Josh Allen, he's going to have to take that test every single week. Mm. He's going to have to because you're going to see teams blitzing three or four, right? And they're going to put seven or eight in coverage yeah, every time. For sure. I just I just wonder how long it's going to take for him to get impatient and have to learn that lesson again. I, does that make sense? Like, like there's just an aspect of he just – it's just in him, man. He, yeah. It's just, it's just he wants to play the Steelers game from last year every game. Yeah. I want to just drop back and cut the ball loose and have games. He's an adrenaline junkie. He's an adrenaline junkie big time. Big time. So um, big I think time. teams with matchup safeties and linebackers mm-hmm. will will kind of bring that out of him. Like, so when you play the Chargers with Derwin James and, yep. you know, some of these, these teams that have, like, really athletic line, linebackers and safeties that can cover, mm-hmm. I think that's where he'll cut – that's where rubber will meet the road. But mm-hmm. I think against the, the Raiders, who their linebackers aren't very good in coverage, you don't have to worry about them. Um, you know, the, the commanders have John, John, John and Davis, and, you know, you're not really worried about them in terms of their coverage. I think they're a little weak at linebacker in terms of coverage, uh, mm-hmm. safety. They got Benjamin St. Just, who, uh, he's like a six, three corner from mm-hmm. university of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Well, he started at Michigan and then he went to Minnesota, got in the league. He's, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a bigger, taller corner, but, um, or safety combo, but you can, I mean, you, you can exploit him too. So. Um, I think this will come to fruition when you, they see different kind of styles of team. Like the the Patriots will be a test for them with their linebackers and how how they deploy their defense, right? So you'll you'll see some you won't see a seventy eight percent completion percentage in in games like that. So moving on to the next topic, you know, when you're looking at just what happened against the New York Jets, right? So the national media pretty much cooked the Buffalo Bills after that week one loss, which was probably incredibly unfair as much as even I. All of us were in the same spot, right? right. Like, this has got to stop, Josh. This isn't a one-time thing anymore. This is becoming who you are. But it was a little bit overdone as far as like, yeah, they're done. They're they're cooked. Like the like the game wasn't even that bad. There was a game that we had in hand. It was thrown away. It is what it is. I guess the question mm-hmm. is, one loss to the Jets. I don't think that criticism was warranted. 
right? I mean, it's and, and I'm not saying that the criticism that I gave, the criticism that you gave post game, the criticism that we, you know, and a lot of, you know, even Dan Orlovsky, you know, Josh, it's time to grow up. It's time to stop doing that. It's time to stop having your eyes go down. It's time to stop getting happy feet. Like you're beyond this. That's not the criticism that I'm talking about. I think you can't come out and everybody agree with Kyle Brandt that week one is a liar because it is right. Every year, week one is a liar. And then have, I mean, the freaking Giants got lambasted, right, by the Cowboys and then came from behind. I think it was the largest week one, the Giants lost by the largest margin of defeat they've ever had in their team's history, I think. And week two, they had the largest comeback in team team's history. So it's just it's just interesting how that happens. But I guess the question I would have for you, the same thing is like warranted can't be warranted right or do you think it was oh yeah it's it's warranted because you got to look at what's your standard for josh allen and buffalo bills right like if if, if we're talking about let's say the chargers mm-hmm. your standard's not as high right it's should it's, be should be but it's not because they haven't proven anything or if your standard is the washington commanders or the the arizona cardinals like What's your standard? So for the Bills, because of who they are, what they've been able to accomplish over the last four or five years, and who Josh Allen is a quarterback, your standards of sh- should be high. You sh- pe- he deserved, they deserved all the smoke but, that they got. All but the Jets were being crowned Super Bowl champions before the game. Sure. So if they were the Jets with Mark Sanchez or some trash quarterback, some Cheeks quarterback, as Spence likes to say, and they went out, Zach Wilson, which they did end up losing to Zach Wilson. I guess maybe that's yeah. why, right? I mean, maybe that's part of it. That's a good football team, the Jets are. Now, they don't have a shot in Hades of, <laughs> in my opinion, making the playoffs at this point, but it just is what it is. I, I guess for me, there's got to be a little bit of trust, To One thing we have seen from this football team, yeah, they have the ability to lay an egg once in a while, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and they did, right? So, I, you know... It's a blessing in disguise, man. Yeah. I'm glad that they got the out they of got, the way. Week one, get get it, get it out of the way. Get your nasty, ugly, dirty performance. Oh, by the way, you lost by a punt return in, in you know in overtime. So it's not like they got smoked, right? Right. right. That's still a one score game. Um, and this whole this whole Josh Allen in overtime BS is so that, that I hate that statistic. Well, he's zero and five and and yeah. uh, overtime games. Like you, you got to use context, man. But anyway. <laughs> they deserved all the smoke, Joe. They did all uh, of it. To your forty-year-old man comment, I think it was it, Sunday. Um, I'm sitting on the back porch. I put a TV on my covered porch. Finally, like when I bought this house in 2018, I was like, I'm going to put a patio and a covered porch, and I'm going to put a TV out here, and I'm going to sit out here and watch football every Sunday. And it took me like it was a step process. It took me till 2023 to actually get the TV like finally up. Everything else was getting done through that time, but regardless, I sat there literally on the in my, in the chair on my back porch, and finally I had to yell to my daughter. I was like, "What is the last name of the Chargers quarterback?" And she looked at me. She goes, <laughs> "Herbert." And I was like, "My." And I was I refused to look it up. I re, I was like, "I know this answer." Like I'm talking 10, 15 minutes. Right. Like I saw like his face on the television. It was like a commercial. And I'm like. That mofo's name is Justin, but I cannot place his last uh, name to save my life. Like literally, dude. Save uh, <laughs> oh, dude, I hate it. I hate it. Like, it I don't know who Christian Benford is. Like, <laughs> it only yeah. gets worse. It only gets yeah, worse. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Last topic, and then I'm going to ask you a very pointed question about the game. But we saw a very dominant and very, in, in my opinion, varied run game. That was an extension from the from week one. 
uh, from the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. I, I I love what I'm seeing, you know, and, and I think the talent level of the three running backs, when you're talking about Damian Harris, James Cook, and uh, Latavius Murray, I think they each bring something incredibly different to the backfield that complements each other. They each do something a little bit different, which I think puts defenses yeah. a little bit on edge. Yeah. Um, I just want to see it week in and week out, week out, bro. Oh, you will. Every, I want to see it every week. Will you we? Will. Yeah, it's, the, it's sustainable. We are the fan base, and the team has listened. It's like just stop running the football. No, <laughs> the, the I'm telling you, man. Like, when, by the end of the season, we will say James Cook was the best thing that happened to this Bills offense. Mm. Mm. Because I'm telling you, I mean, I know it's only two games, and I know it's only the Raiders, but when you watch, when you go back and you watch that all 22 against the Jets, you're like. He is so close. Like mm. he is right there to bust yeah. one. It yeah. was right there. A couple times. You know, a couple, couple times, times, man. You're like, oh, wow, this is going to bode well. But here's the deal James Cook and the two, and they play of the guards, Connor McGovern, Osiris Torrance. The fact that they're able to supplement Josh Allen in the pass game mm-hmm. is freaking phenomenal. Josh Allen has what, six rushing attempts in two weeks? I wish he would. He had one rushing attempt at the goal line, which which was the one where he jumped and the and the defensive back came up with him. I wish he'd have run it more in the goal. I think that's still missing from the Bills' offense. I think right. Guess what? Inside the and and look, it's like this. People are mad about. Well, why why aren't the Bills throwing the ball deep? Why isn't Josh Allen running? No, just people are. You know why? Where's the big explosive plays? Right. I love the fact that they're learning how to do it differently. Because yeah. when they because they can still go to the deep ball when they want to. And Josh Allen can still run the ball when he wants to. So lull these defenses asleep throughout the regular season and freaking unleash Josh Allen on the NFL in the playoffs. Because I guarantee you they've had that conversation. Josh, I need you to like be Josh, but be smart, right? Like mm-hmm. here's the offense. Take what they give you. Patrick Mahomes had to answer the test. He's he's doing it. So he's playing boring football, and when he take when he has an opportunity, he takes his shots. With one of the best things for Patrick Mahomes was to lose Tyreek Hill, because mm. he has to he has to learn how to play within structure. You can't play backyard football all day every day. Josh still wants to. Manny Josh still out, wants to. He bail, bails out so fast when he doesn't have to. Yeah, it's funny, it's funny to your point about throwing the ball. You're talking about a kid that. Uh, after he about ripped his elbow off against the Jets last year, then the very next play threw the ball farther in the air than any other quarterback did the entire season. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. So I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing, and I hope it continues From because of game. Josh. Yeah, and and the short passing game, right? So right. it's a it's a higher percentage way of playing. And oh, by the way, the Bills are like inching close to being pretty good at yards after catch, and that is because. The ball is coming out quick. There's something about the way they like all of them do the same thing. I was, I was when I watched the game back, mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs has a, a, a habit of sliding into catches. Like it's not a matter of the ball's low. He just catches the ball and slides. Dawson Knox, his touchdown catch in the end zone fell on the ground and didn't have to. We would have hit him right in the chest. Right. He, like is falling over backwards to catch the foot. Like that's a big man catch. <laughs> it's a big man catch, but you know what I'm saying? Like it almost seems like sometimes they're falling down with no reason to it's. It's almost like it's like we want you to catch the ball and stop, catch the ball and stop, catch the ball and stop. 
Look, if Stefan Diggs wants to do that, I don't care because, you know, the way he went, his yards after catch, like if you notice, like he doesn't like to take contact. And I mm-hmm. love that because it's going to preserve him. Mm-hmm. But you look at like, and I hate to come keep coming back to Dol- uh He likes to take contact when he's delivering it. Right. Yeah. Right. And he, he's smart about it. And I pre- that's going to make his career a lot longer. Well, right? knock on wood. Uh, would I don't even know. I mean, you're talking about a guy. He's probably he's, learned. Did you, whole, just, did you just hit your head? I did. Knock on wood. <laughs> Literally every year he was in Minnesota, he was injured. That was one of the, the concerns that there was right. about Stephon Diggs that nobody talked about is the fact that he, I think he played one full season the whole time he was in Minnesota. Like, yeah. he it, like so coming here and being, I mean, he's been incredibly dur- yeah. durable, but he also, like we just said, doesn't take unnecessary hits. And generally if he's taking contact, it's because he's delivering punishment. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. Uh, look, the bills are in 12 personnel 50% of the time on average. Yep. So, so, you know, and teams are coming at them so far playing nickel. So that, that only benefits the bills. And that's why you're seeing James cook play the way he is because light boxes with two tight ends who, who said can't block they're, Mm -hmm. they're good enough. They're good enough to get it done. Right. It's only going to bode well. Now, we do need to see some, you know, I would like to see some Trent Sherfield, Deontay Hardy get more involved in the offense. Um, you know, I feel like they can can unlock, you know, the Bills in terms of, like, a deep passing game, right? right. Or, or Josh hasn't even thrown the ball to Sherfield yet, right? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I don't think so. But uh, And then you see Deontay Hardy with his limited role. He's looking more and more like an Isaiah McKenzie clone than anything yeah. Yeah. the way they're using him. But I hope that they – I hope that changes. I hope that uh, you know. I like to see what they have in Hardy, and then you know we'll see what we'll see what Khalil Shakur is about. I mean, we'll see. But, but right now they they got they got weapons. Mm-hmm. They, they got enough weapons, right? They don't they don't. I, I was still like a, a better number two wide receiver, but they got enough. Mm-hmm. So looking ahead to Washington, because you are the resident expert, at least on this show right now. Uh, why don't you give us a quick scouting report on the commanders and what we could potentially expect offensively and defensively from them. So defensively, they got their defensive line is nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you got uh Payne and Allen, you have uh young. Chase Young and then Montez Sweat, right? So this how is we, gonna... how do we get Chase Young? <laughs> I don't even know if we want Chase Young. You talk about someone who can't stay healthy. That's true. Right? But, hey, if if you can roll him out 50, 60% of the time, I'll take him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll throw you a third. You can go on on and give us him. But um, that defense line is good. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Now, they had seven sacks against the Broncos last week. The Broncos' offensive line is not that good. Okay? Mm -hmm. But I think this this puts pressure – on each lineman individually because mm-hmm. they're going to be tested. And these guys, these guys, it's not like the defensive tackles are like just big, fat, and slow. Mm. These boys are athletes. Right. Chase Young is an athlete on the right. outside. And Montez Sweat is one of the fastest defensive ends in the league. So the Bills have faced this front before. They know mm-hmm. what to expect. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what, though. You know, in the, in the back end, Emmanuel Forbes, he's a rookie uh, out of Mississippi State. I liked him coming out. But he's playing. He's going against Stefan Diggs. Stefan mm-hmm. Diggs, you, you, he should feed Stefan Diggs a lot this game. Gabe Davis should have a good game, right? Should. But this game comes down to James Cook, in my opinion. How can you get? You know, look, these guys. Just think about it. The the Commanders have ten sacks in two weeks, so they're gonna be they're gonna be 
eager to come after Josh Allen, right? Right. right. And if you're if you play like if you play that style of abandonment, you know, you're going to leave a lot of lanes open in your rush lanes. Well, that and Josh Allen eats generally against the blitz as well. Yeah, so if you do that, you're going to unleash Josh Allen and the RPO game with James Cook and then you're 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 up Poop's Creek. I'm telling you right now. So, I think it bodes well for the Bills. Now, Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin, uh Jahan Dotson, they're good players. You mm-hmm. know, I, I like the way they use their passing game trying to get easy button throws, screen game going and so forth. Their offensive line is okay. Mm-hmm. They they they're playing a little bit better than you know, a lot of people's expectations are. But um Sam Howell's a guy that he, you know, McDermott does really well against quarterbacks who are, you know, rookie to young quarterbacks. So I do expect them to, to send some blitz packages because I think it's a good t- precursor and test to next week. Right. Yeah, so yeah. if you could start sending some blitzes, uh, Sam Howell's way, get him confused at what he's saying pre and post snap. I think that's going to bow well for the defense. This. Uh, oh, go, sorry. Go ahead. No, good. I was going to change the subject, so I don't want to do that. Keep going. Keep wrapping. Um, but, you know, they not the John Robinson, but they got Brian Robinson, who's a, a big bruising running back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and uh, Antonio Gibson, who, who who took a long touchdown on us uh, a few couple years back. So mm-hmm. um, I think the Bills can that, that if they stay with play within themselves and do what they're supposed to do. Josh Allen doesn't act crazy and turn the ball over They're They're going to be they're going to house these boys. Well, they're going to dog walk them just oh, like they did the Raiders. <laughs> dog walk them. <laughs> Uh, Sam Howell is an interesting prospect to me. And the question is, is, you know, how do you get him out of his confidence level? Because, you know, Sam Howell is, uh, I don't know what draft, what round he was drafted. It was not high fifth round draft pick, uh, Mm -hmm. has a little bit of Brock Purdy in him. And as much as it's like, where did this guy come from? He had a good college career as did Brock Purdy. And the dude has not lost an NFL game going back to last year. Um, when you watch him play football, he throws the ball in the windows. Just like Brock Purdy does. It's like it, it's funny because people are like, oh, Brock Purdy's just out there managing a game. Just make sure he doesn't ruin the game or lose the game for the team. No, no, that dude's making throws. And Sam Howell is doing the same thing. He, in preseason, that dude's out there making throws. It's just yeah. like he can throw he, he's a he, he can throw the ball. Like he's yeah. he's not like one of these trash, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo type of quarterbacks. Like mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo's trash to me, but Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he's, be- he's better. He's better than Garoppolo. Well, no, Garoppolo's better is. than he is. I don't think so. I don't Arm think talent he's wise, he's not. No, he. But just time, time in the saddle. I think that matters. Like you might be right about that, but to me, Jimmy Garoppolo is trash. I don't I, like. I don't. I never like when, the first time he got traded from the Patriots. Like the whole like he. There's an aura and a just the expectation that rolls around with him that just isn't warranted. It's like yeah. the dude has never done anything anything but lose starting jobs so what in the world are we talking about as far as this kid being good Garoppolo is not a good quarterback but that's just my thoughts yeah so, he, he's got two good re- receivers he's got Logan Thomas as a uh, former Buffalo Bill maybe was, maybe is he on an injury report yeah he did not participate he got whacked hard and dirty and yeah it was not <laughs> it was not pretty okay uh I, I think they'll be fine thank that, you for letting that one go I appreciate yeah, yeah, that. yeah 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 you know <laughs> all day here i'll be playing here all day <laughs> family show <laughs> on your show you can say whatever you want on my no i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. uh i don't want to have to put like the explicit content button i don't have to click that no on you button. won't have to edit this I, i'm i'm being real good i'm being real good tonight so i'm still tired I, okay i flew in last night yeah yeah drove home went to sleep woke up went to work and then i was in traffic so i had to set up my stuff again 
uh because i brought stuff with me yep, to the yep. hotel. you and brought your gooseneck i saw it on your show i was yeah. like he, he packed the gooseneck <laughs> i sure did i sure did man um so, so yeah it's been busy you've been to three bills home openers in a row yep rate rate, rate them obviously Steelers one was going to be last right although although that tailgate was pretty great yeah the tailgate was pretty great you know this year um this is the one I remember the most not just because I just went there but I hadn't I didn't have anything to drink like I didn't get intoxicated I had that a couple shots in the morning yeah but that's it that's it really yeah because the last two I was buddy I was hammered I just love the uh, picture that I took of you sitting on the toilet at the Pinto Ron tailgate. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three years ago. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was a, it was a, it was, it was a fantastic game. Um, it's funny because I uh, live in Hamburg, so I'm in the South towns and I'm in the flight path of the flyover. So I generally know what the flyover is going to be before they fly over. And I said to my dad, I was like, yeah, we're getting some prop plane, like whatever and meanwhile the chiefs get a stealth bomber i was like how is this even fair like we get this big giant fat prop plane that goes like 80 miles an hour and the chiefs you know the last time i was there like a stealth bomber flew over and you're just like oh my god well i was hoping that they send over the plane that they found in uh, north carolina i was hoping that that was going to be the one (laughs) that they would just do us a favor and just you know come come say hi but was it was a cj something i don't even know but that thing was like on the deck that plane was so low. Oh, I know it was pretty low. <laughs> like, like the smoke entered the stadium. That plane was so yeah, low. Yeah, I was like, dang, that boy, like, he's really trying to get a close, up like, and close right. look. I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'm glad I didn't die. Um, because <laughs> you know, black folks, we'd be scared. <laughs> Danger. I can't run. <laughs> I gotta get out. Um, but no, I stayed in my seat. And I felt safe, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, amazing. So we are going to jump into, uh, we're going to do this commercial break and then, uh, I got a special, uh, special thing kind of coming up, but we're going to do our predictions, game score predictions for the commanders, as well as our Josh Allen, uh, stat line prediction. But before that a little word from our show sponsor, and then a special treat. Imagine waking up to a world that's as clear as your dreams with Zeiss smile technology. This is your reality. At Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, our mission is your vision. Conducted by a team of expert surgeons leveraging leading-edge technology, our procedure is safeguarded, swift, and tailored to your eye care needs. Say goodbye to the limits of glasses or contacts. Embrace a world where your vision keeps pace with your life's aspirations. Contact us today at 800-309-2020 or visit us online at Ficta.com. At Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, we are focused on you. Third <laughs> So when y'all the- hear that, y'all know what time it is. That means it's third down, third and down. that means, and I know y'all ain't seen me all night. That's okay. I got stuff to do. Mind your business. Mind your business. But, <laughs> right now it's third down so joe you know what time it is man we got it we got to get these predictions so going forward for everybody that's now in the know every time we play those train horns at this point of the show because you might play them at any other type of point of the show too you're, you're a little train <laughs> horn happy uh it basically means that we are going to do score predictions and josh allen stat line prediction to effectively kind of get the end of the show coming as we're looking forward to the next game of the week 
Uh, and this week we're going to be playing the Washington Commanders in Washington. And before mm. we even get to a score and score prediction and Josh Allen stat line, why don't you just real quick give us kind of because we've been talking about it. Why don't you yeah. give us just some of your feelings, thoughts on what's going to happen, your feelings, how this game is going to go? Well, so for me, I think um, I think we're going to see what we saw this past Sunday out to Pills. I don't think like at this point. And if you remember, those of you who are watching, and and then some, you know, if you're listening by podcast. A few weeks ago, Joe and I ran down the season, how we thought it was going to go. And I predicted, unfortunately, correctly, that I thought we were going to lose to the Jets. But then I thought we were going to run off like four or five games in a row. And I think this is the second of those games. I think Josh is going to come out. He, he's, he feels good this week because everybody's giving him compliments. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, he's accurate. He's leading the league. Did you see that? Josh yeah. is leading the league in completion percentage yeah. right now. Do you think he put uh, Instagram and Twitter back on his phone? I'm sure he did. He claimed he took <laughs> me, <off> phone. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's looking now. He's looking now. Let me see what you're saying about me now. Exactly. But he's um, so I think Coach McDermott and, and Ken Dorsey are gonna be in his ear and they're gonna say, Look, man, this is this is the Josh we need. And if he plays like that, realistically, I think for the year, man, he could win MVP if he plays like that. I, I agree. I, I I wonder if the MVP man. I guess if you're going to put that stinker on the field, it's or on the on film, it's better to do it week one. I week I one. felt like week one kind of like we're that's going to stifle end the MVP talk for the rest of the season. But you're right. If it's just that one week, and depending on how the rest, of, if Tua finds a hiccup mm -hmm. in there somewhere, because that dude's playing like an MVP right now. But yeah, no, I I can't disagree with you. What else? What do you got for the defense? It's Sam Howell. I liked him in preseason. That dude. I did too confidence is aggressive like is not afraid to win much like brock purdy brock purdy is the same way like brock's like oh there's a window there i'll throw through it but you know what i'm i noticed about brock purdy and sam howell mm. they're in offenses that make it easy for, for them sure. to do that sure. so when you have a kyle shanahan or eric Bieniemy calling the plays for you they they find out they even find out what your weakness is and then mm. they figure out how to make it a strength right. and and that's what they do for these guys. And I think Brock Purdy, um, I wrote an article about him that, that came out today. He he's not a world changer by any means. Like he's mm -hmm. not you don't put him in the same class as a Josh Allen and, right. and Patrick Mahomes. You don't right. put him up there. But the thing is, right now, this year, he has over 400 yards passing, no interceptions, two touchdowns. And then when you have a Christian McCaffrey and a, a Debo Samuel, you know, the offense that he has, all he has to do is make sure he doesn't lose it. Right. And sometimes I'm a little, I shouldn't say, I'm a little jealous of that, right? Because it's like, we have the talent, we have the players, but it's like, why can't Josh just feel like, all I got to do is just not lose it for them. Clark Kent. He, he has, just gotta be Clark exactly. Kent. It's the same quote that, from Jerry. It's the same quote. We just need Clark Kent. Sometimes we don't need Superman. Right, right. So, but for this Sunday, I think, I think Sam Howell, I think he's, he's going to be exactly what we see him to be. Mm. But I think this is one of those games where, Sean McDermott is going to look like a genius. Like, mm. so, you know, week one, we all dragged him. Week two, I was a little critical of the first drive. Like, it's like, you know, that scripted, it's always the Bills Achilles heel, that first <laughs> scripted drive. Agreed. After that, I think, um, I think we're going to start to see, now going forward, it's going to be like, oh, I do like McDermott's defense. I think he, he always confuses young quarterbacks. They never play well against us. I know Sam Howell had some, some starts last year towards the end of the season, but I think, at this point, you can look at him and say, like, he this is his rookie campaign. I think the Bills are going to confuse him and, and make it bad. I say we won by two scores. Two scores. So let's do this first. So let's do uh, the game prediction for you first, and then uh, what you just did, two scores. Uh, but you'll give us a score in a second, and then the Josh Allen stat line prediction. And then I'll give mine with Sterles when I jump back over to Sterles. Does that work? Okay, perfect. Gotcha. So uh, game prediction. 
And for the record, Sterles, you're wrong. I don't know what you said, but you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that he said it yet, but <laughs> wrong. I'm just saying he's wrong. Whatever it is that he's going to predict, unless he says the same thing I say, he's wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Saturday night, he said that we were going to dog walk the Raiders, and he was right. So, but I mean, who didn't feel that way? Uh, I had some reservations. Wow. See, I'm shocked that well, you did say that. You're right. You said that at the pod. I didn't For me, say that it was they were gonna lose. It just felt like I had no. some reservations. I wasn't like we're gonna mud stomp a mud hole in there. Like I just wasn't like, you know, it just yeah. Man, all the advice I was given last week was like, if you have any Bills player on your fantasy, start play him. Like that's what I was going. <laughs> but so for this though, I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go Bills 34 and uh Washington 21. Mm. I'm close. I'm not gonna tell you what mine is because I'm gonna save it for in a minute, but I yeah, I'm close. Yeah. So gotcha. and and then with that being said, I think we get the same Josh Allen we got, except I think we're gonna get a couple big plays. So like this time it was like all efficiency, all efficiency. He wanted to be methodical. We chopped away at it. I think this time because we're doing that, it's gonna be one of those times where you're gonna now see Diggs say, "Okay, my turn." Because mm. Diggs, he didn't have mm. an issue Sunday. He took a little step back to Davis, and I think it's okay as long as the Bills are winning. He's happy. Agreed. I think this week he's going to be like, all right, wait, I need to get back in a conversation with the league leaders and, and yards because I don't want to be too far away. So mm. let me let me get my look back. So I just think it's going to be one of those games. So I give Josh Allen a 335 yard day. Like, I'm like going to say three touchdowns through the air. And I think I think Hembo Cooks gets another one on the ground. Oh, my, my fantasy team would love that. My, I have Josh Allen on my fantasy team, too. So I would uh, uh, Joe Miller, the voice, would doubly love that. But uh, You would love it. <laughs> Jay Spencer King, thank you so much for joining us, for jumping in for a couple of minutes. I know you're busy this week. Um, real quick, I think next week uh, my travel plans have changed, which means that uh, we get to be together, I think, uh, live on the Humpty Hotline <laughs> for the first time in a couple of weeks. So uh, I think it's the first time literally for this season, though, because, like, week one – I it was right. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we did part and then after the part and it was Bruce. And now it's I, was in, I, was in, I was in Florida. Then I was in Toronto and home this week. You're and you're busy. And then I was supposed so, to be yeah. in Denver next week. But, yep. And I'm not going now. So but you're uh, traveling like you. the president. You're traveling <laughs> like the president. I'm stop just it. saying it's not going to happen. Just stop <laughs> it. It's not going to happen. Go Bills, my friend. Go Bills. Love y'all. Love you. We are back. You're wrong. Whatever you're about to say. <laughs> Hey, he he can kiss my two feet. I tell you that right now. Um, All right. So everybody in the comment section, if you can hear my voice and we're talking live right now, give it to me. Give me your Josh Allen stat line prediction. So uh, Jay Spence's was relatively high, and I'm not going to lie. I think mine's going to be a little lofty, too. So why don't you give me your Josh Allen stat prediction and your why, and then I'll give you mine. First of all, let me pat myself on the back because I gave you a – 38 to 16 prediction okay on saturday on the live pad on the live pod i did not say josh would get over 300 yards passing and i said he had three three touchdowns so i mean i'm kind of right okay <laughs> but you know whatever right I, I didn't say you were wrong i i'm just saying i don't like to copy for the show i'm <laughs> like, just saying so therefore teleprompters in front of us where we just read the teleprompter like therefore by the powers vested in my ability to know this shit, I'm going to say, oh, Just and by Darryl, the way, this is Daryl Fletcher says, thank you for keeping it PG. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and did I not say that Josh would have over 30 completions? I did say that too. You did say that. You did. So because I'm on a hot streak, mm. I'm going to say Josh goes 32 for 39. Wow. So he keeps the efficiency up. 
Yep, he's going to have 287 yards. I, wow. Yep. Two touchdowns in the air, one on the ground. Oh. James Cook will have a touchdown on the ground. James Cook will have about 85 yards rushing. That's it? That's it. I think Josh, Josh I think Josh will, Josh will get like 50 yards rushing. This I think Josh Allen's going to throw over about 42 times. I think, he's, I think the football's going to come out. At least he's going to drop back because sacks count, right? So I think he's probably going to go about 32 for 42, put him in about 75%, right? So which is right on par for where he's been this year. Um, I've got him at about 345 yards. Uh, I'm going to go three touchdowns, three TDs. One could be on the ground, but three. He's going to amass three touchdowns, in my opinion. I like the James Cook kind of prediction as far as that goes. Um, having him on my fantasy team, you know, I would love to see him rush for 126 in the touchdown. Oh, it'd be again. great. I would love that. With love five, that. five more receptions or six more receptions like that. I would like so James Cook to have all the production on the offense. Just keep feeding them. <laughs> just run. <laughs> but and then uh, that's a but, good prediction, Joe. Yeah. And by the way, nobody in the comment section has given me a Josh Allen stat line. So y'all need to do your job and give me Josh Allen stat lines right now. Uh, so those are our stat lines and then, uh, game score prediction. So what was Spence 20 or 34 to 21? Is that what he said? Yep. 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 Yeah. I think the bills will get it done. Uh, 34 to 14, 34, four. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's big. That's a yeah. Big. Yeah. I mean, look, I think the bills will jump out on them early. It's going to cause them to have to play catch up. They're going to have to throw the ball. So it's going to make them one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's where they're going to get them. Young quarterback. Look, this is a huge game for the Commanders, right? I don't think they have the, so the team a, it's character. A, it's a, it's a, it's a test, right? This yeah, is the, I, they're, yeah. I don't think they have the team character to to live up to the expectation and the hype they're they're getting right now, being two and zero. I agree. So that that's where it comes in for me. I agree. I mean, this is this is definitely David versus Goliath when you talk about the Buffalo Bills coming in and playing the Commanders, who have won two games, but you know, yeah. their, their opponents haven't exactly been, you know stalwarts they haven't right, done the chiefs right, the bills right. right even the dolphins this point at this point josh or the uh, not josh i'm sorry uh the buffalo bills score prediction for joe miller for this weekend i got them 35 to 28 so i've got the commander scoring some oh. points and i don't know that it's necessarily because the commanders are playing a good football game does that make sense like sure. i think it's, i think it's more just like we're up to your point we're up by a lot several possessions and the bills maybe pull their foot off the gas pedal a little bit it's not going to be a situation where that one score is like uh-oh they're one score away but i think 35 28 maybe 35 24 um yeah. which is very similar to what what spence said um it's going to be a fun football game i'm going to be there i can't oh, wait oh that's right that's, that's right. right you will I've be never, there I've never been to fedex field before so i'm really looking forward to that going to be at the fans of buffalo tailgate on sunday not sure what's going on saturday i land in uh washington on or I should say at like one thirty. So okay, okay. Uh, not exactly sure what's happening after that, but uh, yeah. Anything else uh, that you want to pop off about before we get out of here? Uh, Greg Russo is going to have two sacks. Mm, look at you go. Yeah, and and you know I'm I'm gonna say Christian Benford gets a pick. I like that a lot. Sam Howell's got to come to earth at some point, right? Exactly. So and, and as much as I predicted twenty eight points from them, that's not really coming to earth. It doesn't necessarily. Man, I don't now. I'm, now I'm I'm second guessing myself because if yeah. I believe if I believe that that McDermott is going to do what McDermott does to young quarterbacks, which is to your point, confuse them, which we know he does. You got to wonder if he literally stymies him, Mike White's him, right? Because if right. you remember Mike White when he came in to play the Bills the first time, it was like, oh my god, Mike White, 
Mike White. <laughs> and then Mike White was on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, look, man, I think it's going to be uh, – I think the Bills are going to get them. They're going to dog walk these boys. And I'm not going to say that every week, but they're going to dog walk these guys for sure. I hope so because I'm sitting row one, which means I'm not going to be able to see the football game at all. Ooh, I heard that stadium is pretty big too. Yeah, I'm going to be row one staring at the back of players' backs. It's just like, okay. <laughs> are you on the Bills side or are you on the commander side? I don't know. Uh, sitting with a group of friends, so I'm not exactly sure where we're going to be sitting. I just know that it's row one and like these recliner seats and there's a butler. So it's like, it's going to be, I want, it's, it's going to be a, an experience. Uh, it's going to be a party. A butler. Apparently there's a butler. That's just what I was told. There's somebody that comes around. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm living it up, bro. I'm living it up. Uh, programming note, uh, riding or driving back from the game on Sunday. So the overreaction sports show post game show will be on Monday morning, probably at 8 a.m. So it will not be on Sunday night, but I will be on Sunday night. But yes, the official Buffalo rumblings post game show with Sterling Furrow will be on Sunday night. That's right. You Wait, are you going Sunday night or are you going Sunday afternoon? Sunday night. What I'm going to go Sunday night. Uh, I'm going to go 8 o'clock Sunday night. 8 o'clock. There you go. Yeah. So everybody, this is Sterling Furrow. Sterling, please tell everybody where they can find you and where they can find your shows, the shows you do, and how they can get more of your content. Because in my opinion, dollar for dollar, pound for pound, you're like one of the best scouts we got, bro. You know what? I appreciate that, Joe. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. I, I try to I try to do everything I can to um, really, you know, I still have a long way to go in terms of like my processing. But I'm getting pretty good at it, I think. I think so too. <laughs> I'm I'm one of those guys on Rumblings that my my stars is climbing. It's climbing, dude. Agreed. Agreed. It's climbing. So got to keep the grind up. But um, you can find me at Furrow Sterling on Twitter. I don't do a lot of stuff on Twitter, but um, what I but during the game, I'll be definitely giving you my thoughts on um what's going on during the game, schematic wise. Um, I really cut my teeth in terms of the NFL draft. That's where you're mm. really gonna get like a lot of my uh, foresight is like draft prospects in the off season. So during the season, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen schematically, what I, things I think. But so far this year, in terms of the bills, the things that I've said have been pretty accurate. So I'm happy about that. Um, we'll see. We'll keep it going. But uh, I have a little following on TikTok. I don't post much. I'm just not a social media guy. I'm an old head, Joe. I'm an old school guy. You know what I'm saying? Did you see my my tweet this week where I said if I could just log into all my social media, yes. and, like mash the keyboard and then hit log out, <laughs> like I would do it right now. I swear to God, man. I swear to God. Yeah, vanish. Um, just vanish, bro. I'm telling you, man. But no, nah, it's been it's been good, man. I, I'm really enjoying myself here, Rumblings. Um, I'm just excited, man. I'm glad to do this show with you. You're one of my best friends ever, Same. and uh, I appreciate the hell out of you. And it's always good when we get to get on here and chat. I love you too, man. Appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, brought to you by Fictal, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the co-host of this year's show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. Over there, my temporary co-host for this show, Sterling Furrow. You can find him at Furrow Sterling. Make sure you check out all of his contact, content. Rather, next week, Joe Miller, the voice, and the king will be back in the saddle live for the first time this season but for me, for Buffalo Rumblings, for Sterling, don't forget line to gain is tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, yes. Tomorrow. Go Bills. Go Bills, baby. Mm -hmm.